0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to HubShot's episode 90. We talk about HubSpot social tools and Facebook ad hacks and much more. Now, this is the podcast for marketing managers or sales professionals who are either using HubSpot or are considering using HubSpot. My name is Ian Jacob from Searching Me Found, And with me is my lovely co-host, Craig Bailey from Zen Systems.
1: Well, lovely to be here as always, Ian.
0: (laughs) Certainly is, Craig. Now, let's get cracking our inbound thought of the week. And this is something that Google has announced over the last couple of weeks. And this is about Google getting closer to understanding complex parts of people's purchasing choices and their journey. So they're actually understanding. They've gone, oh, yeah, we need to get back to first attribution here, (laughs) like kind of what HubSpot does. And they've got a whole attribution engine that you can actually plug into.
1: Yeah, they're getting a lot better at this now. And they kind of announced this just at their Google I.O. conference a month or two ago. And it's really this focus. People, marketers are really starting to want to get right into this data, get back to the sources. And you see this like back in 2014, I think, Google started looking to try and attribute in-store sales with online activity. Yep. And so that was a couple of years ago. Now they're pulling it all together and they've got this Google attribution product that they're kind of rolling out that pulls it along with AdWords and everything. So that's getting much smarter. And I think for marketers, this is great news. It's not really quite there yet in a a simple to use format, but it's getting there. It's getting closer. And this is what marketers want to see.
0: Yeah, and I think one of the things to understand, Craig, is that as people um, do more stuff online and search online and even go to stores, I think Google has a stat which I don't have in front of me, is that within, within, I think, an hour or two of searching and then finding a store, people will actually walk into that store. And it's a very high percentage, something like 70 plus percent. So it's really important in that moment in time to actually be found and be providing the right advice to people that are looking for your product or service. Don't discount
1: having an ad in front of them. That's exactly right.
0: All right, onto our marketing feature of the week, Craig. And we're going to talk about HubSpot's social media tool. Now, this has been, what can I say? It's been needing a facelift for a while. It's been
1: needing a little love. It's been feeling You've got like, no love for a long time. A little bit neglected. Anyway,
0: we've been using it in beta, and it's been actually far easier to use. One of the biggest things that I've just realized it was far easier to use. You can actually create messages quite easily for social publishing come across a few anomalies in the tool. Like one of the things is that once you've actually got messages, um, in your system that are scheduled to go. It'll actually highlight it on the calendar. But what we found is the first time you do it and you look at the calendar, it actually doesn't put the dots on the days where things are actually scheduled to go. It just happens on the second one. So I think there's a calendar refresh issue or something. Along ah,
1: that's interesting.
0: Which I never picked up. Somebody on my team went, he was scheduling a whole bunch of images. and went, oh, I just thought I scheduled images on Tuesday and Thursday, but I can't see anything showing up in the calendar as I'm choosing to schedule more messages Mm. so that's just something to look out for but over on the whole uh much much better experience
1: yeah a few comments from me on it i think it's much better it's it's nicer to use and i think this is one of the things that we've remarked on a number of times with hubspot that user experience even if it's just the fonts and the colors they use there's something about a consistency that makes you want to use it more so i've actually thought i want to use this more few little gotchas though if you have access to a lot of accounts a lot of social accounts in your portal it can be very easy to choose the wrong one to share a message to go out to absolutely we have actually done that <laughs> uh something went out to linkedin that it shouldn't have yes um, but so be aware of that and also just a, a quick i actually think they should promote this more but in the bottom right hand corner you see where to choose a campaign to link your social updates to very easy to miss that Whereas I think it was easier to see that before and say, Mm -hmm. oh, right, I'm tying a social update to a campaign. So, yeah, just uh, be aware of that. Make sure you add a campaign to every social message. Did you see the screenshot I put in the show notes? Yes. I I tried to choose the most boring screenshot with them loading. Because, you know, everyone everyone does a social screenshot. It's got this fantastic image. Image. and I thought, no, here's me trying (laughs) to get it working. Anyway, there you go.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, there are there are some great things in that update. And I think this is just the first of many things that will come as they roll out better social tools. Now, when studios. it
1: comes to social, is there a social channel you wish they had?
0: I wish they had Instagram. It's one that we get asked about quite a bit. I mean, we use it as well.
1: And it's something that I'd love to see. That must be moment. high on the wish list of, I think, a lot of people. Yes, yeah. absolutely.
0: All right, Craig, onto our marketing tip of the week. Or should I say tips of the week? Yes. And um, this is one we've talked about before. But I think you've actually done a bit of testing and got some crazy results.
1: Yeah, so this is really strange. What I uh, we have lead flows on on blog posts for clients, of course. You know, we love lead flows. Yes, uh, lead flows are those slide ins, and um, we we typically promote kind of complex assets like white papers and guides and PDFs that are related to the blog post. Yes, what I thought I'd do is I I just started testing something really a, a simple lead flow where i said download this blog post as a simple printable shareable pdf that's all it was i put it on i thought no one would download like why would you download this blog post as so a pdf tell me what conversion rate you got Craig. okay so i started doing this we're getting like eight and nine percent conversion rates on this and i was talking with the customer because we actually just did it for one of our customers we put it on there as a test yes we look here's what we did looked at page performance tool and oh yeah that page is getting a lot of traffic let's just try it because the the existing lead flow wasn't converting i was like oh so we just tried it yeah converting i I think a bit over eight percent for them told the customer we're just having a review and said oh yeah we did this they're like oh so what's in the PDF? I said, yeah, it's just the blog post. I go, yeah, yeah, I know. But what else is in the PDF? And am going, no, no, it's just the blog post. And they're saying, why would anyone download the blog post as a PDF? I don't know. I don't know. But maybe they want to print it or they want to send it to someone. We don't know. But it's just something we tried. It's working really well. So listeners try it. And, you know, we've started putting it on. Well, yeah, we should do so- it on. We, here's what we should do. Talk about our clients. We don't do it for ourselves. We should put it on HubShot's episodes, like download each episode's show notes as a PDF. We'll try that, see how it goes.
0: Yeah, so absolutely. You know what? If you haven't done a lead flow, this is a good way to start. Go set up the lead flow. And what we actually did was we used Beacon, which is another integration that works also with HubSpot and WordPress. Mm. And we use that to create the PDF. Yeah, so you can, it's really nice. All right. And what's the second tip, Craig? Okay,
1: what? this is a great one. You told me, tell me about this language. Use of language.
0: <laughs> language testing. Yeah. So this this actually ties back to someone was telling me about they have a client who actually goes out, I guess maybe, you know, government has incentive programs to make businesses more energy efficient. So making sure the lights are, you know, not halogen, the LED, make sure they're not spending electricity that they should be saving and what happened what he's telling me is that when he talked about it as someone that actually saves energy for a business people were like well yeah not really that interested when he changed his language and said stop wasting electricity in your business people were like oh okay well how do I do that and he started getting more and more business just because he changed his language. So what we're here is talking about is understanding the language. Like people not, won't, don't necessarily want to save, but they would hate to waste something. Yes. You know what I mean? And so just think about that and think about all the scenarios or words that people use to describe what they're trying to sell their product with and see what is it that hooks people that will get them thinking about what they want.
1: Excellent example.
0: All right, onto our sales feature of the week, Craig. Now, why I'm going to highlight this is it's not overly complex, but it's one thing I've just seen across some clients who leads get generated. Someone fills out a form on the website and then they never, let's say they get the notification, they call the customer or book an appointment, but they never update the CRM. So I went, okay, well, let me see what's going on here. So I created a very simplistic view in the contacts part of the CRM. And all it was, the last activity date is unknown, right? Just to see whether anything's happened. And I found a whole bunch of contacts that have never been updated. So of course, I picked up the phone and called the customer and said, hey, can you, you know, update me on this? So it's something that I thought that happens quite across a lot of customers that we look after. And I thought, this is the way I'm going to... Keep an eye on it. And so I just created that filter. So, I, you know, I can go back as I created as a view. So you can go back and see whether things are actually getting action or not.
1: This is a great tip for marketing managers because marketing managers often get the feedback from sales. Oh, no, the leads are no good. And they're like, oh, well, how do you know? Oh, we've followed Martin, nothing. And you go, oh, we're actually doesn't look like you followed them up at all.
0: That is my exact point.
1: There was a business that we were dealing with and they came and
0: said, oh, we're not getting anything. This is not really working. And then I logged into the CRM and I said, oh, well, okay, let's go through the last five leads that have come through. They hadn't followed up a single one. There you go. There's the moral of the story. So check it because you never know. And like you, Craig, you were actually getting leads. And this happened a few weeks ago. They were coming into your inbox, and you had very smartly put a rule on that <laughs> send them somewhere else, and you had no idea that people were
1: calling you. Oh,
0: Gmail filter, yeah, that was embarrassing. Yeah, so there's another another opportunity
1: for you. All right, onto our opinion of the week, Craig. This is a nice lead into this, actually. Sir. So, is marketing a part of the sales team? Yeah. So we, you often get, often get this question, you know, marketers and sales, you know, loggerheads over things. And the question is, oh, should marketing be a part of sales or should sales, you know, be separate from marketing or even sales report to marketing? Don't get that as often. But you do quite often get the push marketing should be under sales, like sales in, in charge. And as marketers, we typically push back on that. However, I want to say it, it's not a, a, a right or wrong, whether it should, it's actually more depends on whether sales actually get inbound marketing so or the whole inbound process and they get the customer journey and if they do and we do have a few customers like this where the sales team get it and they realize the importance of marketing i actually think marketing fits nicely under sales and the reason i say that is because sales ultimately is responsible for revenue we like to say that marketing should be part of revenue generation and they have a responsibility. And of course they do. But often when there's that divide in the middle, you can't actually, they can't be held accountable for something like that because they are just, you know, and they have no impact on the final result. That's why making marketing part of sales in those instances actually works really well. I'm starting to see this with a few customers where the sales, the head of sales gets it. They really value marketing. It's a collaborative thing. And instead of, and the reason I mention it, why should marketing be part of sales is because when we talk about sales and marketing alignment, I think it becomes a buzzword and people find it easy to get oh, all too hard, this alignment piece. But if you just say, oh yeah, marketing works well, as part of sales, it's much easier to have that conversation. So I'm throwing that out as opinion of the week. Would love people's responses to that, whether they have scenarios where it just doesn't work or whether they are seeing it working.
0: Yeah, and I think this is important because, you know, in a lot of HubSpot training, we get told that there should be SLAs between sales and marketing. Mm. And there are consequences for those SLAs. And I know in HubSpot there are some consequences that people have. Um you know, that actually drives the goal of getting revenue, right? Or the goal of sales and what comes with that. And I think it's really important as we move to a more mature sales model and the inbound sales
1: certification is a great one to do.
0: I would highly recommend it. I think this is really important.
1: Well, yeah, I'll make a comment on those SLAs because I agree with the idea. Yeah, And I think the concept people find easy to agree with but in practice I, it's hard I, it's actually rare and i yeah. know hubspot have it yes and they talk about how it's working and it's a great idea and i wish all customers had that but realistically very few have it this mm-hmm. idea of an sla between them they kind of it's oh, our SLA is we won't fight as often you know it's kind of like that and that's why this opinion of the week piece that i came i think it's kind of part way there slas sales marketing alignment it some companies are just not at a stage where they can embrace that yet and so this, uh, I guess, opinion week I'm trying to put is yeah. a step towards it.
0: All right, Craig, onto our podcast of the
1: week: evolving SEO, and this is an interview. Look, this is one for the geeks. I love this. i just new to this podcast. It's, um, it's up to episode 80 or something, though. It's like it's been around for a while. Very polished. Yeah, right. The reason I recommend this is because when I read, I was like, great, SEO is working. He's great examples. He talks about how he's done it with Casper and even insurance companies, how he's yeah, using right. SEO. It's all around content and making that uh, the keyword research piece. And that you should listen to this just to hear how he talks through the process. If you're a marketing manager, this is a way, not that you should be having to do this down in the in the weeds doing it all, but you can understand how they approach it and yep. how it is giving good results. So yeah, recommended. Excellent.
0: our resource of the week, Craig, is the Facebook ad hacks. And this is on copy hackers. And would you like to talk us through the first hack?
1: yeah so uh, it sounds terrible to say hacking but well i I love this idea of hacks you know how we have life hacks and you know all these kinds of things so ad hacks yeah it is that one of those buzzwords but look just talking just going through you know how we're looking at talia wolf's kind of conversion items a a few episodes ago this is kind of like one for Facebook. we could almost have a facebook hack each week but look i'll give you the post and go and look at it but they just took talk about the things that work on on facebook in terms of ads ad copy Uh, And their first one is just about adding value, uh, the value prop to the image uh, and talking about your value proposition. So we've got some notes there that we've copied, but really it's really looking at how it solves a customer's problem or improves their situation. So looking at that relevancy piece um, and then making sure it's customer focused, not just talking about how great we think we are, but how we solve you, the customer's problem. And there's a whole bunch more. I think there's 30 or so. Yeah, packs. there's there's yeah. a
0: lot of great examples and pictures of ads that have been run. Yeah. Uh, which I really enjoyed. And I think that's that's a really clear thing to understand here is that Facebook is a great platform, but you really have to get what that whole medium is and how to interact with people. You can't be just placing ads in front of people and going buy my stuff or order this or here's a discount. That's not going to work. You actually have to go about it in a very systematic approach and doing having a good value proposition. And explain to people how it will help them is a great start. All right. Onto our quote of the week, Craig. And this is from Bob Goff. I, he- I heard him speak recently. And um, this is the quote. Something happens when you feel ownership. You no longer act like a spectator or consumer because you are an owner. Faith is at its best when it's, when it's that way too. It's best lived when it's owned. Now, I'll tell you a bit about Bob. Yeah, who's Bob? He, he was quite... <laughs> He came to speak at church. Right? right. Okay. And he's written a book called Love Does. Okay. And he he's actually a lawyer by profession, but he's done some crazy things, but his whole thing was just, you know, being being there, being in the moment, you know, talking to people you know, understanding who they are, where they're at, encouraging them. And I, I mean, there's heaps of quotes I could give you, but he really resonated with, with me and with lots of people. And I loved it. So I just want
1: to share it. Yeah, no, that's excellent.
0: All right. Now there's heaps of bonus links in this show.
1: I've had so many. Oh, there were so many things we wanted to talk about. By the way, listeners, we've gone for a shorter show. We're, we're aiming for a bit shorter. Let us know what you think. But there's tons of links in our um, additional resources.
0: Yes. I we'd love for you guys to join our WhatsApp group and our Facebook group. Ask us questions, stretch us, stretch our creative muscles. And we would love if you would leave a review on iTunes for us. That would help us a lot. Well, Craig, we're at the end. Until next time. Catch you later, Ian. Thank you for listening to this episode of HubShots. For show notes, resources, HubSpot news, including practical strategies you can implement, visit us at hubshots.com.